I did show you your Spotify wrapped stats for the year. That was kind of fun. It was right? fun. But I think, and then we were we were looking over one of my podcasts, and what I thought was significant was it talked about how people share the episodes, and uh-huh. we looked at yours first, and it showed texts and whatever, and then yours said the people share them through Snapchat, and then we yes. and then we looked at mine, and it was like carrier pigeon letter, <laughs> uh, text, email. Salutation, tin can and string. Okay, yep, that exact list. (laughs) (laughs) But it did make it seem like, oh, the kid Mackie's getting out to the kids these days. I'm technically still a kid. True. Yeah, mine really didn't say carrier pigeon or letter. No, it did. I saw it. It did. That's funny. If you were gonna write somebody a letter to tell them to listen (laughs) to a certain podcast. podcast? Yeah, would would you write out the? Yeah. Uh, But anyways, uh, welcome back to the mind, the mirror, and me. Welcome, Tony. Thank you, Father, Mr. Therapist. Thank you, Mackie, cosmetologist, my daughter. What an intro. Is there a bad thing that somebody says, like licensed cosmetologist versus like beautician versus hair person? Do any of them not sound fun or are any of them offensive, honestly? No, nobody's been like, you dumb hair girl or anything like that. You know, it's always just like nobody really knows. Like I just go stylist. Stylist, okay. But people will say cosmetologist, hair person. Is there something people don't like, though? Normally. Not that I know of. They're probably, okay. I mean, people probably oh, have good. opinions, but that I know of, it just doesn't really matter. Yeah. I well, know. I think it's funny. I had to write a letter for a court thing this week, and I was, I have to say that I'm so-and-so's psychotherapist. Yeah. And, and, the, and I feel like the only time you use that is when you're writing a letter, because normally I'm just somebody's therapist, but there well, was one time- kind of scary. Well, it does. Psycho therapist. Like, oh. Yeah. But then there was one time, well, every now and again, I'll tell somebody that I'm a therapist. And then one time somebody even reached out and said, you know, do you do massage? And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, massage therapist. Isn't that do funny? Or physical therapist. Massage? And I thought that, that was crazy. Or or physical therapist or occupational therapist or behavioral therapist or speech therapist. I didn't realize there was. So does that, that bother you when people think you're something else or do you care? Um, or the psychotherapist? I, does that make you feel weird? No, you know, it's a good question. I think in my formerly more emotionally immature days, I probably did care, but I can't yeah. remember the last time I really cared. Had any thoughts about it whatsoever. No. I, I do still feel like it's funny when somebody emails me and they say, you know, Dr. Overbay. I do think that one's funny. Doctor. On account of I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Not even a little bit. Well, I well, did get, uh, but- I, I was on the whole physicians podcast as these three emergency room doctors and they're amazing and awesome. And they gave me mm-hmm. my official doctorate in narcissism. So I do have a doctorate. Oh, in that. you're kind an of an honorary, honorary doctor, an honorary doctor, but like, don't put you in an operating room, you know, I give it a shot. Don't, no, no, maybe, no, no, no. <laughs> that's no. okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe something simple, but I, if it ever comes down to me getting surgery, stay away, please. Okay. Cause I feel, I feel like you could do a tie-in somehow to what we're talking about today with that. Because your purpose in life is not to be a surgeon. No, <laughs> no, because I get sick when I freak out when people, somebody even tells me about cutting something. That's I didn't think I did. And the other day, I, cu- I sliced my finger open. Yes, you did. And I had to take a sit down. I had to take a minute because I was like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to pass out. I'm going to drop oh. dead for just this tiny little cut on my finger. So apparently yeah. I'm I'm weak because that was brutal. So well, before we got on, either. before we came on, I was reading to you this list of uh, the top 10 professions for psychopaths. And I mean, yeah. 
Doctor was pretty high up there. Just saying. It, it was a little bit up there. So yeah. good thing we're not doctors, right? <laughs> That's right. Okay. But purpose. Tell me more about this purpose, purpose you speak of. So purpose for me has been like a heavy topic, I guess, my whole life. Huh. It's been something that like if somebody starts talking about it, it's one that I'll kind of just steer the conversation somewhere else. Well, yeah. It's kind of uncomfortable. It kind of makes me feel uneasy. And so I was like thinking about that and I was like, why? Like, why is that so weird for me? Because it should be a, yeah, purpose. Like, let's go. Yeah. And it's not. And I think it's just because I've had a hard time knowing or understanding my purpose. Yeah. That's been a thing my whole life or just kind of being confused by it. Mm-hmm. You can tell I'm like getting antsy just yeah. talking about it. I don't like talking about it. So anyways, I've been doing lots of thinking about it as I've, you know, we've talked a lot about self-love and self-worth and all the things and I've been on kind of a journey of that and so purpose has been a common theme that always comes back around you know it's always like in the lists of things to find and do and know and whatever so just for some background um I was raised pretty religious Mm. you could you could argue yeah um and I think that this, at least to some extent, is a common thing in most organized religions that I know of, or at least the religion I grew up in, where there was kind of this emphasis of the man is to provide, or the man is yeah. to like work and provide and do all that stuff. And the woman's job, her whole life, is to be a wife and a mother. Yeah. Right? Like that's the emphasis. Those are the things. And so because of that, in my own experience, right? Because I'm sure other people have had different experiences or potentially same, whatever. But yeah. I was basically taught that the sole purpose of a woman, of being a girl, of being a woman, was to get married and have kids, mm-hmm. right? And so to me, my purpose was get married and have kids. So I don't even know how to explain this, but it was almost this weird thing. Like I felt like, until I was a wife or a mom, yeah. I was nothing. Basically. Just kind of flo- floating along, yes. waiting, waiting until that yes. happens. Exactly. Yeah. And almost like my purpose didn't start until I got to the point where I was a wife and a mom. And everything I was doing was to learn how to be more nurturing and to, yeah. to present myself to guys in a way that would make me seem like I would be a good wife. Right. Mm-hmm. And so my whole, I mean, my whole experience was just how do I get a guy to marry me? Like, how do I get a guy to marry me? And how could I be a good mom? And that and, was and my I, purpose. And I want to say, Mac, because uh, obviously as your dad, and, I, and I'm i I'm not saying a lot right now, and if anybody's listening, I, you know, yes, steam is coming out of my ears, and I, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. But I want, you know, this is your experience, even if it wasn't what mom and I had hoped, but, but I can validate that I know that this is the message that's out there because I still remember even as a therapist, I, I can remember very clearly the first woman I ever worked with that said, I know I shouldn't want to work, but, yes, and I remember, and I remember thinking, right there, yeah, yeah, and I remember thinking, uh, oh man. And then I remember thinking to myself, oh, I, I know what she means because yeah. I had just been developing my emotional baseline theory, which is, you know, you got to do things to raise your baseline so you can be the best version of whatever. And I was still looking at it through if she um, was with her kids all day and she, it was driving her crazy, which she felt bad about. 
then if yeah, she the guilt were to that would come with that, yeah, all you're supposed were, to be is the mom. Yeah. Yeah. And if she were to go to work where she found a sense of purpose that then would she then come home and be her baseline high and then in a better position to be a better or more present right. mom. And then I remember, I do, I remember very, very realistically thinking, wait, should I even say this? Yeah. You're like, is this allowed? Yeah. <laughs> like, is yeah. This okay? So, so, I mean, I hear you, even if your mom and I want to, or me, I can only speak to me, even if I want to say now, but Mac, you, you always knew you could do something else. Am I saying that just to alleviate my own discomfort? I where think I gotta, so. Yeah. I got to take ownership of saying, yeah. no, Mac, you can do anything you want to do, but man, give me them grandkids, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, but get on that. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, it was hard to not feel that way, you know, being 14, 15, whatever. It was hard to not take it that way and feel like, okay, that's, we're talking about this week after week. Like this must be the only thing. But I did feel like leaning into a career seriously just felt pointless. It felt pointless my whole life. And even I remember like when I started getting into makeup and getting into hair as a teenager, I really liked it and I really thought it was fun, but there was this part of me or this part of my brain that would then just kind of shut that down and go, but you're never going to need that. You know, like you're never going to need that because you're going to get married and then you're going to have kids. And even when I started going to hair school, my whole thought process there was, well, I'll just do this until I get married. And then as soon as I get married, I'll be done because then I'll have kids and I'll be a stay at home mom and that'll be my whole life. And that, you know, and so it's like this career doesn't matter because this is never going to be a thing. I'm never going to actually need this. I'm killing time basically is what. And did you ever feel like the message also was, I mean, or you need this thing to fall back on if for some reason your husband yes. ends up being a turd or something like that. Yes. I, yeah. I would always like tell people, well, when my kids are out of the house, then I'll yeah. fall back right. onto or this. Or I can cut their, I can cut their hair and yeah. ends up being or I can a, cut my kid's hair and it's a beneficial tw- yeah. thing. Yeah. Right. 20, $20,000 degree to right. then be able to, to save the 10 cool. bucks at Supercuts. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But those were the justifications I made in my head because yeah. of what I thought my purpose was. And because I thought, you know, this had yeah. to be my purpose and this had to be the way that it was. Also, like this sounds dumb, but I, I feel like I was so confused growing up because as much as I did want to be like, did want to, you know, get married and have kids. I also just wanted to like be a person, Yeah. but I felt like I wasn't allowed to in it, which, you know, it was just this, it was very confusing. Yeah. And I just, yeah. So I felt like I just didn't have a purpose at, at that time. And I was just counting on, okay, but I will at one point. And then all yeah. of a sudden I, you know, I thought I'd get married at 19 and I didn't. And then I thought I'd get married at 20 and I didn't. And then all of a sudden I'm basically 24 and I'm not even close. And so it's mm. like, obviously things didn't happen the way I thought they would. <laughs> Yeah. which I'm grateful for now. But I know. And I appreciate it because right? I know like, this yeah. is one of those, if you go back and listen in some of the, some of the past episodes, it would even make more sense in context because I think we've talked about you wouldn't know yourself and would you right. have then uh, just tried to be again, continue to, I got to be who I need to be to get this person to like me, even if it's yeah. at the risk of my own purpose. Because that's what I was doing because all, yeah, because all I knew was my purpose is to get married. So I will do whatever it takes to get married. I will be whoever I need to be to yeah. get married. And so looking at the guys I dated, the serious relationships I've had. It's like, good yeah. grief. Did not like, okay. I, I'm so glad I didn't yeah. marry those people. But anyways, then back to hair school. I yeah. have one other thing and then we'll kind of get more into purpose. This is a lot of background. I'm like, here's a little bit of background and it's 10 minutes later. But yeah, I vividly remember this experience in hair school where there was a group of us that got assigned to do 
pedicures for these like four girls that were probably mid to late 20s and they were there for like a birthday or something or whatever and so a couple of us got assigned to do their pedicures and I remember we're like talking to the girls and three of them had been married like since they were you know 19 20 and potentially had kids like we're living that life which to me was like that's my goal that's that's my purpose that's where I'm headed yeah and then the fourth girl was again mid to late 20s and she was not married she was not even dating like she was choosing not to date and she was very successful in her career and she was like doing all these really cool things and I remember feeling so confused because she said it with confidence and she said it with like a oh yeah, I'm doing this. I can't remember what her job was, but it was something really cool. And like, she said it in a way that was like, yeah, I'm doing this and I love it and I'm proud of it. And I know myself, like that was the, Mm. the energy there. And I was so confused because I didn't know that was an option, which is so silly because at this, you know, I'm like 1920 at this time, but I didn't know that it was okay to have a career. It was okay to like do things for me. Yeah. And not just to get married and have kids. Yeah, But yeah, I remember just being so confused because part of me felt like well, I should feel sad for her, right? Like I should right. feel. She's obviously alone. not really happy. Right. right? She's alone. Yeah. Like she's right. just going to work. That's so sad. But then there was a part of me that was just like, wait, that's kind of cool. Like yeah. that's kind of cool. And she's like stoked about it. And that's really, you could tell she was passionate about it. And there was yeah. something about that that I was like, I want that. Like yeah. that's cool. But that was the first time that I was like, oh, maybe there's more than just what I've been told, you know? Maybe yeah, there's more sure. than just this one thing. Being your dad and therapist here, uh, yeah. I mean, that's where I can tell you, this is something I'm talking to people easily, I can say daily about. Right. And because uh, this is part of what I put in the uh, bucket of the the right guys, uh, you know, theory where right if those other three, yeah, if those other three are saying, yeah, but she's not happy, right guys? Uh, there she can't be. I right? Mean, There's no way but, she's actually just happy doing that, right, guys? No, <laughs> she wishes she had what we have, and and I think this is where yes. I think we've spoken to this a couple times. But this concept uh, from this book, Nonviolent Communication, that says we make these observations and judgments all in the same breath. So we observe that person, and then we make the judgment. Well, right, but they're lonely, and they must not be happy because yeah. why? Because then that makes me feel better about myself, and I have to actively step outside of myself to be able to now be curious about her experience. And then it, it takes a lot of maturity to be able to say, that sounds amazing because that doesn't yeah. mean I'm doing anything wrong or bad. Right. And so I can actually hold space to say, wow, her experience sounds great. I'm excited. I want to be curious. Tell me more about that. And I don't have to defend mine. Well, yeah, but you don't get to clean, you know, poop going up the our kid's <laughs> back or whatever, or you don't mm-hmm. have the, the joy of forgetting to bring an extra diaper when you go out, you know, it's, right. which is amazing. Yeah. Which is so fun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. The curiosity thing is, just, yeah, it's so interesting because it's so, it changes everything when you can just be curious and not just it assume really does. things and just, you know, write everyone yeah. else off as wrong. But yeah. anyways, all of that, that whole background and intro to basically just say that I, my experience with purpose was that purpose was a very specific thing. It was one thing, right? Like it was a set else telling you this is your purpose yes. it is a thing that you yes. do and if you have any other thoughts you're wrong exactly so figure out what i think your purpose needs to be yes and almost like just a checklist that yeah that somebody yeah. handed to me of yeah. okay this is here it is like here's your purpose and so i do feel like because i was so set on this one specific purpose like i spent my whole life overlooking an evolving purpose right mm-hmm. that like i 
potentially had because I didn't understand that purpose could change and that there could be more than one. And that it's not just a, here's this one thing you have to do your whole life. That it's like, it very much can be a day-to-day. Absolutely. Month-to-month, you know, year-to-year thing that changes. Um, And so all that intro to read you a little quote. Okay. That says, you are not a fixed entity. You do not have one grand singular constant purpose. As long as you have genuine intent behind your actions, everything you do serves a purpose. As long as you are truly present, you notice that everything contributes to a greater whole. You do not need to dedicate yourself endlessly to one practice to achieve a purpose. Allow yourself to oscillate freely between them all. Experiment. You are not one dimensional. Treat yourself as such. Which that changed my whole life. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot there. I mean, because there's so there's many other people there. that if if they're doing a thing, then you it can't be that you can actually do more things or change things because or then smaller that might mean things that, or yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that means that then they maybe could have as well. So then then right. that can't be a thing. Then kind of going into so you know you have lots of you know things about or you have opinions about goals. I know mm-hmm. you do. Another quote I'll read you. This one says Your problem is that you equate purpose with goal-based achievement. God or the universe or morality isn't interested in your achievements, just your heart. When you choose to act out of kindness, compassion, and love, you are already aligned with your true purpose. No need to look any further. So again, this one changed my life a little bit because it's saying that purpose is not a set thing and it's not a checklist. It's moving and evolving and changing and it's more inward, I think, than than anything and also your purpose is not something that you can fail like purpose is not a thing you can do wrong maybe that's kind of the the epiphany i had and it's like i've been thinking about a lot but it's not because i think in terms of if we go back to me feeling like my purpose is just to be a wife and a mom technically Uh speaking i could go my whole life without being a wife or a mom technically speaking and that would mean i failed my purpose and I just oh, don't think yeah. that you, I don't think if it is really your purpose yeah. or a purpose of yours, I don't think it's possible to fail it. I don't think that makes sense. I don't think those two things go together, which yeah. tell me your thoughts because maybe I'm wrong and you can tell me I'm an idiot, but. No, you really can't because what I was thinking is so values because I think, you know, in the world of acceptance and commitment therapy, you, it's all about acting uh, with a sense of purpose based off of your values and, mm-hmm. and values are a sense of being. And so they're not, you can't achieve a value. So you can't have a value of money or, you know, I have a value of getting a million dollars because once you're there, now what? But you can have a value of uh, curiosity and a value of adventure and a value of knowledge and a value of fun and a value of fitness and a value of all these things that will continue to be. And so then, so I, I think that what you're saying, what I like is when you're working off of that, then you'd never fail, but you always continually have more data. So right, and you can keep yeah. growing and changing and evolving. Yes, in a good direction. Like I feel like the yeah. only options then are standing still or growing, but there yeah. is no going backwards. There is no failing. Because that's where I say that. So if somebody has a certain. I'm trying to think. Like there's a person I've worked with that they have this value of creativity, and they always wanted to be an artist. And then they had all yeah. the people around them telling them no. And then they were finally given the opportunity to to do it. And then they started doing it. And then once they actually had the opportunity, they realized, oh, this really isn't necessarily it. It's maybe not yeah. necessarily about that. It's more even about they just wanted the the ability to kind of go on these adventures or in, in their minds or make these choices. 
But it, at that time, they would have never got to that point if they never would have been able to chase that value of creativity without feeling like, that, like they're not going to make everybody else around them upset or mad because people around them were saying, yeah, but you you can't make a living out of that and you need to have you know something more important to, to work on first. And so they were trying to live this life to please others. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and man, I feel like this is a bad transition though, to get to like the point that I think is the most important point about this. Okay. And that is in act when we talk about that, if you are doing things because you think you're supposed to, or you're doing things for others, that those are socially compliant goals. I mean, and you do them because I guess this is what I do, or I don't want to, I don't want somebody to think that I don't care about them or that I'm not doing the right thing, which is the right thing according to them. And so when you take, when you live a life full of socially compliant goals, your motivation is weak and ineffective because it goes against your personal sense of becoming or unfolding. And so if you, and and then we introduce this concept of experiential avoidance. So if I don't want to do the thing in the first place, then I can find a million other things to do as in a way to avoid the thing that I actually don't want to do that I'm supposed to care about. And I think when you look at it at that level, I, I really sometimes will ask clients, Hey, what, where do you feel the most authentic or where do you feel like you're able to do the thing, something that you really want to do? And, and it's sometimes a hard question to ask because people will sit there and say, I don't know if there's anywhere where I feel like I'm truly acting in accordance with yeah, my, it's just scary. my values. Like it's scary it's to realize really that. scary. And it's, yeah. it's a lot. You have to think a lot and look inward a lot. And that's why I think this is a topic that is like kind of uncomfortable for me because it's something yeah. I'm still like figuring out. <laughs> yeah. And and so it is, it's hard to have to sit there and go, okay, I don't really know everything that I care about. And I don't really know what all my values are. And I don't know what my purpose yeah. is right now. And that's scary. And then what I like to say too, is that then people will say, so, okay, once I figure that out, then I can start to do, but right. then it, that, that just is kicking the can down the road. So you actually have right. to start doing to find out. So I can, you know, I've got a values list. I work with people and you try to narrow it down to four or five values and then you come up with. Uh, value-based actions Mm -hmm. and but then even then sometimes people will say okay so i guess those are my core values period so now i but it's like oh no here's a start so now you go out and you start being and doing and as you start to do or be in accordance with those values you'll start to discover okay now that i'm heading in this direction then turns out i actually i'm going to go a little bit of a different direction and so i i like to say sometimes even when we start this we're at point a and then we're saying okay so i I need to know z but i think we've talked about this before you start I mean, when I quit my computer job, I looked at becoming a financial planner, a pharmaceutical sales rep, working for a big company, going back to school. And then it's, you start just doing, and then you see where it goes from there. It's little tiny steps. And that's good. That's, I think the little, you know, the A to B is better than just the trying to do the A to Z. Yeah. Oh gosh. Just doing the little thing. And I think you're right where it does almost in just doing the things you're then able to kind of narrow down, you know, what you do care mm-hmm. about and what does matter to you. And yeah. again, we've talked about this, but even even if we're talking doing Legos and doing like yes. the little tiny, tiny things, yeah, just doing is helping you find what you care about. It is. is and then you can, because if, if you find you know, out that you don't like that and then you can do something else. And yeah. I don't know if I've shared it on your podcast, but I think often of, a good example is at the beginning of the year, people start to do their New Year's resolutions. So the timings on this is pretty good. Yeah. And so I think so often they are doing absolutely socially compliant goals. I'm going to lose weight. And yeah, if so they all don't the people really, go to the gym and all the, yeah. Yeah. If, they, if you, if they have a value of fitness 
for example, mm-hmm. then, and you know, because a, a losing weight can be this goal, this number, okay, I'm going to lose 20 pounds. So well, I could starve myself and get to 20 pounds. And now what do I do? But if I have right. a value of fitness, then I'm going to, I'm going to start taking action on things that will provide me with fitness. And then if I do it for five minutes, 20 minutes, if I lose weight or I don't, it doesn't matter. Cause that's so, not yeah, the value there is, is fitness. It's not this goal of, yeah, I need to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. Which is such that, a crazy way to just change the perspective there <laughs> and just make such a big difference because that like that just alone would be life-changing to somebody that is so set on the goal, right? Like so set on the, the numbers and the goal. Well, let me tell you the, the, and I, it's funny that even that reminds me. So I think even a better example, cause a lot of people will think, well, that's so cliched, the fitness one, but inevitably I'll have somebody that'll say, okay, I'm going to read 12 books this year. And that one sounds like a great thing. But then what happens is life, just life's all over them. And then they're in April or May and they maybe read one or two books. And so then at that point, they just say, you know what? That was a silly goal to begin with. But if they have a a value of knowledge and the vehicle is going to be reading, then how about you just read? And, and who cares might... if it only ends up being two books Exactly. That year? Yeah, and, right? Yeah. And, I, and I feel like sometimes even people say, oh, because well, then I actually end up reading 13. I'm like, probably not. Maybe you still might only read two right. or three, but- or you might read five you, minutes one day. Want to keep you reading. might, yeah, yeah, maybe. exactly, yeah. But that part doesn't matter. That it just, yeah, it's the just doing, just doing just the thing. Up value, when you can. value, yeah. and purpose. Yeah. yeah, it's deep. It's just and there. Okay, so then Forbes has an article that I'll just read a couple of things from. It says, "Purpose is a belief that your life matters and that you make a difference. It is a sense of being guided by meaningful values and goals." Purpose can be related to families or parenting, career, religion, activism, artistic pursuits, or other contributions to community. And then this is this is interesting. Okay, get ready. Okay. okay. In Japanese, the word ikigai describes a reason for being, a reason to wake up in the morning. Which, if you have not listened, we have a whole oh, that episode. Oh, was a good one. Yeah, we do. Ikigai, and it was a good one. And it's it's a crazy thing. It's all about you know what gets you out of bed in the morning, basically what your yeah. purpose is, what you care about. And so I think it goes hand in hand. With all this, it's a great formula, basically, to figure out how to take something you care about and make it bigger. So that's interesting. But then goes on to say that purpose doesn't have to be world-changing either. It can simply be the expression of your talents to help your family or your friends. It says that dreaming small is helpful and that purpose doesn't have to include pressure to find the cures for diseases or inspire world peace. It can just be doing the next thing that makes sense and performing work, which allows you to express your unique capabilities to help others or contribute to the broader community. Purpose is a big deal, but it doesn't have to be rocket science, which I like all of that. All of that I feel like is kind of right on, you know, what we're talking about. And it's this new thing I didn't know purpose could be where, you know, it is about what matters to you and it is about making a difference. and, And so it can feel really big and, like it makes sense that it feels really big, but it can be so unique and so individual to every person. And again, it changes because people change. Like as people, we change all the time. And so hopefully, yeah. And so it makes sense that as you're growing and changing, your purpose is too. Yeah. And I think that's important because it does play into the, which we can maybe tackle this one down the road too, but the, we don't all have to Feel like we have to be the most specialist flower in the field, which yeah. sounds sounds like. Wait, am I saying that you aren't Kinda special? Mean oh, you, at first. <laughs> right, you're absolutely special. But then we so often want to be 
uh, we have to be really, really special because that means we need the validation. But if we're yeah. doing the things that kind of give us that sense of purpose, matter of fact, that can I read? I've probably even covered this one before, but these are the two examples of happiness from in from the book called The Happiness Trap, which is one of those acceptance and commitment you therapy made books. Me read I love that one. It's really okay. It is right. So the yeah, word happiness has two very different meanings. The common meaning of the word is feeling good. In other words, feeling a sense of pleasure, gladness, or gratification. We all enjoy these feelings, so it's no surprise we chase them. However, like all human emotions, feelings of happiness don't last. No matter how hard we try to hold on to them, they slip away every time. And as we'll, we shall see, a life spent in pursuit of those good feelings is in the long term deeply unsatisfying because the harder we chase after pleasurable feelings, the more likely we are to suffer from anxiety and depression. And this is what plays into what we're talking about today. The other far less common meaning of happiness is living a rich, full, and meaningful life. When we take action on the things that truly matter deep in our hearts and move in directions that we consider valuable and worthy, uh, clarify what we stand for in life and act accordingly, then our lives become rich and full of meaning and we experience a powerful sense of vitality. And it's not a sense, uh, it's not some fleeting feeling, it's a profound sense of a life well lived. And although such a life will undoubtedly give us many pleasurable feelings, it will also give us uncomfortable ones, such as sadness, fear, and anger. But this is only to be expected. If we live a full life, we will fill the full range of human emotion. I think that one's like, that's deep. That's Sense of purpose is right really what uh, it's talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. So then I think if we're looking at purpose that way, it is, it's knowing like that there are things you want to achieve and like mm -hmm. why those things matter to you, but it's more about who you are than what you are doing Ooh. or not even what you, yeah. you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. It's more about just who you are and yeah, the life you're living. And obviously then that looks different from person to person, right? Like one person's yeah. rich, full, meaningful life is going to look very different than another. And that's so okay. That is so, yeah. this kind of goes along with that a little bit with just, you know, this living that rich, full, meaningful life. Psychology Today is talking about some studies that they did and it says that Research shows that individuals who have a strong sense of purpose, which again, we're looking at purpose is not a one specific thing, right? We're looking yeah. at this as everything we've just talked about where it's all the little things and it's changing and evolving and whatever. But individuals who have a strong sense of purpose and meaning in life tend to have better mental health, overall well-being, and cognitive functioning compared to those who lack a sense of purpose. Um, individuals with a sense of life purpose are less likely to have heart attacks, strokes, and dementia. Mm. Several studies also show that individuals with a strong sense of purpose tend to engage in healthier behaviors and lifestyle choices, such as practicing regular physical exercise and participating in preventative health studies. They're better at stress management, have better sleep. Additionally, individuals with purpose tend to have lower instances of depression. Wow. I believe so all that, things. Mac. Yeah. It's so oh, many I'm things. Sure. So many yeah. things where just having any sense of purpose, I think just yeah. makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. um, and then interesting statistics, only 25% of American adults say that they have a clear sense of purpose. Yeah. So if you don't totally feel like you know what your purpose is or is something that's uncomfortable or that you've struggled with, that's very normal. That's yep. very much, you know, you're with the majority there. <laughs> but yeah. There's so much good, I think, that comes from leaning into it more and, and trying to figure it out. And then the other common thing I felt like I saw in all these articles was saying that purpose, it's like this right here, it says purpose comes from a sense of self-knowledge and must be created, not found. And that you do potentially have to put in some work to create it, mm. which is interesting because it it's something you create. It's not something that's just handed to you. It's not something that is just on this list. It's something that you create 
for yourself. And it does yeah. take, I think, tough questions and deep conversations with yourself and potentially your close people around you. Okay. I have one more thing I want to read. Okay. And then I'm pretty much tapping out. And then if you have any helpful things from a therapist side, because I don't, my thing with this episode was I have lots of feelings and thoughts and I'm learning things about it, but I don't mm -hmm. have solutions. I don't have any like, here's what to do and here's the next step. And like, no, I'll throw a couple so, out right before we're done. Yeah. Cause okay. then I would think we've covered a lot today. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually from Reddit. And so this is just some anonymous response from a person and okay. it made me feel lots of things. Okay. So they said, I'm 31 and I've discovered that life is literally what you make of it. All cliches are true. If you want to lose weight, do so. If you want to draw better, practice. If you want a new car, save what money you can. It's easy when it's easy and it's hard when it's hard. Life isn't what elementary school, middle school, and high school prepared me for. There's no grade on how well you're living half the time. And the majority of folks, me included, still haven't figured out the supreme divine or cinematic purpose that is often revealed at the climax of a plot. You have plenty of time and every step forward is unique and beautiful. You can learn a new skill, whether you are six or 60. You can turn your life in a new direction if you want. Personally, I give myself a buffer zone for life, not a purpose. If I'm financially able to enjoy a glass of ginger ale and a DiGiorno pizza on a weekday night, I'm doing just fine. I think the thing about purpose is, like humanity, it changes. My purpose at 18 was to move out. My purpose at 22 was to find a better job. My purpose at 25 was defeating my depression. My purpose at 26 was literally starting life over in a new state. You are human and incredible. Keep moving forward and don't let regret slow you down much. Just like a pothole in an old road, it can be fixed with resources and determination, even if the mark lingers afterwards. All right. Tell me about all your feelings. It's, it's like what we've talked about before, where it's all up to you. It's mm -hmm. all your choices. It's what you care about. There's, there's time, just purpose changes. And it's normal to not know some divine specific purpose. It's totally normal. Yeah. It's okay. And then it is just the little things. And you're probably doing way better than you think you are. And you probably know more about what your purpose is than you even think just based, you know, and there's just, yeah. there's conversations to be had with yourself and there's things to think about but you probably know the things that you do care about if you look inward anyway so i just thought that was for yeah. a little random reddit thing i was like that was deep oh but well the, and the stuff that i thought was so good was the part where if you want to do this you have to practice if you want to do this you have to do something about it yeah. because i live in this big world of people that come in and say i first of all they start with a i know i shouldn't want to do so you have to like clean that up. You can do right. whatever you want. Whatever but that's you want. that socially compliant goals where, well, I know, but I've been told I need to do this other thing. And then, okay, then I get into that whole, that's adorable that somebody else knows what you need to do better than right. you do. Now I do know that. It. Yeah. And I do think it's fair to say that parents are, I know, bless all their hearts are trying their best because they're, it's almost like you have to start from some some canvas, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so then a parent is is thinking, okay, well, I do think they would be great in this area or this is all I know. So this, but then the hope is that then as the kid starts to figure themselves out, that then the parent realizes that it's not an offense to the parent if the kid wants to do something different. Because, and I, I think about this often of the concept of a muse, you know, that, that uh, you know, do you know that concept, the, the muse or? We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I realize I say it a lot and I think I need to spend some time with ChatGPT and come up with a better 
thing, but I mean, it's like, it's, it's any, anything we interact with really is something that then allows us to have thoughts and feelings. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was listening even to somebody talking about, I know we started earlier today with some stuff about religion and they were talking about, you know, reading scripture brings a certain thing up for them. And it just had me thinking about the fact that it's so wild that people can interpret scriptures in a million different ways. Yeah. And that, that in and of itself means that the scripture is a muse, you know, it could be a faith promoting mm -hmm. story, allegory, uh, poetry parable and so then people make from it what they what they will but then certain people will say no this is the right meaning of it but then except for all the other people that think it, it's something different or you know somebody can look at artwork and think this is just a piece of garbage and somebody else can have a, a, a emotional reaction to it or if somebody says well i think you should do this and i sit there and quickly go i don't think so so then the fact that they said that is is my muse for me mm -hmm. to then say is there truth in that or do I trust this person? And then if I, if so, let me, let me be curious. Well, why do you feel like I should? And if it's a, well, I don't know. I, 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 I guess I would like for you to do that because it would make me feel better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that honesty. I'll start, I can start from there. I hadn't thought of that, but I'm not doing it for you. You know, that kind of thing. And yeah. so then, and I know here I'm three minutes later where, so somebody comes in first and says, I know I shouldn't. So then first of all, we clean all that up. Okay. Then what do you want to do? And let's just go back to that. I want to be an artist. Okay. Then that and then get a little dopamine bump. Oh, that sounds cool. And then now let's sit back and wait for all the yeah buts to come in. Yeah, but I don't even know where to start and I don't have the materials and I don't have the time and I've been told you can't make a living and, and, and. So, okay, well, deck's stacked against you. So, you know, it sounds like the, Look. I guess you can't do that, right? Yeah, where then then the, the acceptance is that, yeah, well, all those things might be true where they're not really productive thoughts toward your value-based goal of mm -hmm. wanting to be an artist or be creative or that sort of thing. And then I feel like then now, now you have to work through all those yeah buts and start doing. And I think early in the episodes we talked before about you wanted to learn to play music. And I, and it's funny, Mac, when I look back and you did, and then when you were going to learn to draw, I really was blown away by how well you became, because th that was one of the first ones for me personally that I always thought that I wanted to draw. And okay, I, yeah. you know, you know, I cannot, and I'm not even looking for you to go, no, you can, I well, cannot, kind of can. but I never, but I never spent any time on that. And I really wish I could play the piano better. And the reality is I never spent the time to do that. And, and I, I now accept that where I probably 10 years ago, I would say, yeah, but I just never really had the chance or the opportunity other than the fact that we had a freaking piano in our house, our entire lives. Forever. Yeah, and Which that, that, and that all, all the kids yeah. figured out, right? Yeah, because like not to dog on you, but it is a, it is a good example of just because then I did take that and I decided, okay, I'm going to learn this. And so yeah. I spent the time and I watched the videos and I like read the books yeah. and I did whatever to learn it. So I did the thing. And then yeah. again, not to dog on you, but you didn't. You chose other things yeah. and you've learned other well, incredible things, but it's like that specific one. You didn't. And I was say number, number one, how dare you? Um, but, but no, <laughs> I think, I think mean, it's a, but... no, but it's a great example, Mackie. And I think about this often of breaking patterns or cycles or, and then with acceptance is that, I mean, we didn't have a piano in our home, so I never yeah. learned anything with that and it wasn't an opportunity. And so I did want to do it, but I never voiced it to my parents. I never right. said, I want to go take music lessons because I probably just assumed that, well, I can't. 
Right. And so it's then it's like, like okay, that. yeah, yeah. So we get the piano in there, and I I bang around on it enough that we can play some really nice versions Couple of Heart of and Soul. Things, yeah. So now there's <laughs> there's some music in the house, and so. So then I just accept that I didn't know what I didn't know because yeah. I tried taking lessons a couple of times, but apparently you have to practice, you know, there's like stuff some... that goes into it. <laughs> yeah. And so then here comes the kids and you and Alex, I mean, you guys start playing and it's really, I think about that often of saying, okay, so we've started to move that, that change the tide of that direction. That is the thing so, though. Cause you did contribute to that, even though it yeah. wasn't a, you know, where so you I was trying to get didn't... you to stay. Yeah. But really though, cause maybe you didn't take the time to learn for yourself, but you did set it up. So that but for a long could. time, though, I told myself, though, if only I would have, but then I had to come to this acceptance that, oh, but I didn't. So, and that's okay. There you, it's okay. It's not the it's end of the world. Okay. And it's also not no. too late, though. That's the other thing where, yeah, I think it is. If you, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> if, if I would, yeah, if, if I had the if time, you really, yeah, if you really, if made the really time. cared about it yes. and it was a big value to you, you yeah. could make the time to still do it. You know, there still yeah. is that chance. It would probably be harder now than it is yeah, when you're a little sure. kid, but yeah. you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you really could. You're right. I mean, cause I have, yeah, if somebody said, okay, I am going to learn to do that. It really, that would be one of the greatest you know, muses of sorts is that yeah. then, cause I might even get the piano and then I notice, oh, oh, actually this is a great way when you say, what are the skills or maybe as we kind of wrap this up. Yeah. So the first thing, oh, that's where I was going with this whole thing okay. is that people <laughs> come in and they, they, okay, I know I shouldn't. So we took care of that. you you can do, you can, it's fine. Uh, then wait for the yeah, buts. Well, yeah, but, 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 and yep, those are probably things as well. So now that we've established all that now start heading in that direction. And so then let's say somebody gets the piano. They find a way to get a piano. And I will tell you, this is the part where if I wasn't a therapist that's been doing this 17 years and had however many thousands of people is that I, unfortunately now I have a million different, you know, Disney ending stories where somebody then all of a sudden just starts not like they're manifesting it, but they're starting to now that they're saying, you know what, I wouldn't mind having a piano. And then lo and behold, it seems like from time to time, somebody's saying, hey, I just need to get rid of this thing. And yeah. I mean, I've had like probably it three or four people up. that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's out. even how we got ours was that all of a sudden now you get a piano and then yeah. it's like, well, yeah, but it's not tuned. I'm like, okay, now what you want? You want like a baby grand for, delivered by Liberace himself? I mean, we're, we, just, <laughs> like, we didn't even have one. Yeah, yeah. So then, so then you get it. And so then, so those yeah, buts are all along the way. And so now you have it. And then let's say you're not practicing with it. And this is where I go back to, I think I was telling you beforehand that every year I, I, do or I rerun an acceptance and commitment therapy based New Year's resolutions episode. Mm -hmm. Because if first of all, you got to not go after resolutions that are the socially compliant goals. Well, I guess right. I should do this. They have then to matter you to have you. To, yep. Yep. So you have to have a value behind it. And so that gives you that sense of purpose. But even then you're a human being. So um, you will not do it every day. As a matter of fact, you might forget to do it for two weeks. And then when you remember, instead of the, oh, I guess it, I guess I'm no good at that, or I guess that doesn't matter it's just, oh yeah, I remembered it. So now I'll do it again. And then you might do it for two or three days and then you'll forget again because you're human and that's part of the process. And when you remember again, then you start again and that's eventually, and the data now shows it's not 21 days to make a habit. We're talking like six months of off and on as long as it really matters to you. And then you'll sort of start to really do it more than you didn't. Yes. Hard sales pitch, but then eventually <laughs> it will be a thing. And so that's the part where I just feel like people just have to have more of that consistency. And that's where that experiential avoidance that if I really don't care about it and I've got online bingo on my phone, I will not be doing it. But if I really care about it, then the bingo can wait, except for when I'm right. in the bathroom. Yeah. But any other time. Then, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Tell me if that, does that make sense? You must tell me no, yes. No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, you said no. You literally no, said I was, no. I was saying that I was doing, no, it totally no, does. No, I was no, doing no, that no, thing. Kidding. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, it really, it really does make sense. And I just think, like, all of this to say that purpose doesn't have to be scary and overwhelming, hmm. but it can still be a good constant in your life. You know, like and it's it can just, change, and it can change, and it can change. It should change. Honestly, yeah. it, yes. there should be some change there, and it's good. It's good to change. It's good to grow, and purpose does that with you. It does. And that's really cool. Because uh, did, uh, did you see the ticking talk that I sent to the family today from I the people displeaser? Oh, no, it's I just it's it. it's it's uh, your mother even mentioned that this is something you and I talked about. So I was like, oh, wow, she really does listen. It's so it's so cute. <laughs> She's not just lying. But, yeah. But the, but the guy was basically just saying that, you know, people really aren't as focused on you as you think they are. They may yeah. they might kind of be from time to time. But the reality is that, you know, it's kind of it's it's your thing. And uh, it's you, it's your life. It's not about what it is. people maybe think occasionally. No. And then he you. said, and he said, you have to get to the point where you love yourself so, so that I can even know you. Cause if I'm continually yeah. just worrying about what I, am I enough? Am I okay? Am I, am I doing it wrong? Am I, we're still so far away from being able to, to show up in a way that somebody will get to know you. Cause if, yeah. if you don't, if you don't know yourself, you're still going out there and they're saying, Oh, you play the piano? I'm like, I don't know, kind of, sort of. Because yeah, you know? how can you but know someone that doesn't even know themselves? Doesn't know all? themselves, and I thought yeah. that was so. It was so powerful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. Yeah. That's I deep. did not. I resort to. Yeah, she didn't say that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a moment here. Okay. I know that's my secondary emotion of humor when when the I feelings know. get all I big. Know. I don't have a toy you, to put in my mouth like our too. dog does. Yeah. 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 I know, right? I get it. All right, Mackie. Right. Did we do it? I think we did it. That was fun. Every week is very fun. It is very fun. So then the takeaway is by next week, you'll have like a whole bunch of more senses of purpose and then we'll follow up on all of them. Yeah, I'll have, I'll actually just have one specific purpose that is just so big and we'll just talk about and that. And you got to lock it down. I mean, that's where I can, I can almost <laughs> sound uh, where I'm making fun of it and I'm not really trying to, but it's like, no, you have to, by next week, you got to find your thing. Find you got to something. Die dig into your lane and you don't ever look back in no plan B and you just go right ahead. And if you wake up in the morning and, and you're not feeling it, then you, you are, you are thinking wrong. You just got to like, this is what I'm doing today. I mean, all that stuff. Yeah. So get is, ready for next out, week. <laughs> yeah. So it's not so much. It isn't about that. It's like, Hey, it's figure not. yourself out and then start heading in that direction. Get ready for all the yeah, buts. So, yeah. You'll still probably play some more online bingo than you wouldn't, but uh, you'll start moving the needle. You'll start, you'll start. Exactly. The little things. It's just a day to day thing. Yeah. Exactly. And that's okay. it. Good. All right. Like, uh, hey, buy that merch. Love your face. Still doesn't exist. One of these days. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> bye. Hey, okay, bye, Mackie.